So I was reading on the paper that apparently, like, a lot of these scientists looking yeah. through their telescopes, yeah. Yeah. And he was just, like, a guy on the moon. The, no way. Apparently so. He was just there, just... Like, well, to be honest, if you believe they put a man <laughs> on the moon... The moon. <laughs> um... Let's talk about Jim, Jim Carrey. Perry, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so, recently, there was a documentary released called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. I think we need to go a bit further back on this. When we first seen the trailer. Okay, so we saw a trailer for a documentary called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, with a, was it, very nice contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. Um, about the making of Man on the Moon, a film I'd heard about and I've been told to watch, but I'd never had watched. Same. So then... We watched it. Yes, and we completely fell in love with it. Yes, and then we watched the documentary, which is interviews with Jim Carrey. Intercut with... Back to the... Back to, back to the future, future footage. Of him in character as, as Andy, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman and as Tony Clifton and as the foreign man, just because he went so kind of method with it. And it's a documentary that's all about... To me, it was all about performance. It, yeah. Like... How far do you take certain things? Because like the reason that they've waited this long to release this footage is because, back in nineteen ninety nine, Universal was it Universal? Yeah. Didn't want them to release this footage because they couldn't have people viewing their star as a bad guy. Yeah. Because he was like harassing people on the set, in a kind of understandable way, not in a Jared Leto, here's my used condoms kind of way. It was a thing of like. And it wasn't even so much like an inter- interpretation of the character, something like a Jared Leto or a Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. People knew Andy Kaufman, like, like Danny DeVito on set, who ha- was close with Andy Kaufman, was yeah. on, like, and all the people who were in Taxi with him. Yeah, they people from SNL, like they knew. Like, so when Jim Carrey was like being and like they didn't know how to handle like this yeah. is the, like the amazing thing you get to see in a documentary, like they didn't know how to handle it. It's like. And it's, like, they were all saying, like, it is just scarily real how accurate... Like, even um, Andy Kaufman's girlfriend from... how So it would have been 15 years before, at that yeah. point. She was saying, like, I don't know how he picked up on these little twitches and these little um, mannerisms that Andy has. And I, I do think that's one of the best performances that I've seen. Easily, is, is hands down, as Andy Kaufman. As Andy Kaufman, because he just gets the... It's it's a tricky one though because he gets the awkwardness and everything exactly right. But I could see somebody who hasn't seen any real life footage of Andy Kaufman not getting it. Yeah. That I think that that's such an accurate portrayal. As he says in his uh, in the documentary, he says this is not an impression. He kind of became Andy Kaufman. He says, "If you want, I can do an impression, but I'm gonna just become him." And it was interesting how like how he said to when he finished the project how like he had to rediscover who he was because he was he was just Andy for a long time well yeah this is an interesting thing that the that he talks a lot about in the documentary and recently I watched him on the Norm Macdonald podcast from like a month or two ago uh, stuff fell behind me just then that he is I, I can't tell if he's gone crazy or not I know he's he's going through a lot like in his personal life at the moment mm-hmm. but like he talks a lot now about like I don't know who Jim Carrey is. Jim Carrey doesn't matter. None of us are really here. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But it just kind of makes me love him more. Like I'm, I've been a big Jim Carrey fan since I was young. Like I grew up watching Dumb and Dumber and, funnily enough, Ace Ventura 2. I didn't see the first one until I was uh, quite a bit older for some reason. Um, I don't <laughs> think I even knew it was a sequel. Um, so yeah, like Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura were big things when I was growing up and Liar Liar. And then... There were things that I kind of got was old enough to see in the cinema then with him in it, which yeah. I was 
like I felt lucky that I was seeing like Bruce Almighty and a series of unfortunate events, stuff like that in the cinema. And personally, for me, he's just been a big icon just because he was with me all the way through my childhood. And also the fact that my oldest brother, who's now nearly thirty, looks and acts very, very similarly to <laughs> Jim Carrey, and he was the one who was getting me to watch all these um, Jim Carrey films and. It's really interesting to see what he did in the nineties, what he was known for in the nineties. I do, th- I do think he's Jim Carrey is such an interesting person because I understand he's a great a comedy. But yeah. I think I love Jim Carrey for his drama. Well, th- this is um, this is something interesting that f- so ninety four was his kind of breakout year. That's when he did The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber. All in the same year. And they were like three massive comedies. Yeah. And suddenly he's the most famous guy in the world. Yeah. And through the rest of the nineties, we had Batman Forever and Liar Liar. And then the Truman Show was kind of the first, his foray into drama, mm-hmm. his first kind of most serious thing. But what's interesting in that is that clearly utilizes the fact that, like, you haven't seen Truman Show yet? Not yet. That it utilizes the fact that you know this guy's funny. Not yeah. just in the way that something that I love is when you see somebody who you know for being, is known for being funny, being sad is so much sadder. Yeah. But not just that, he's an optimist. He's somebody who makes jokes out of bad situations yeah. in the Truman Show, and it totally works. And then you had. Man on the Moon, and I think that has this is the reason that he's so different now. And I think this is, is such, but it's such an underrated performance. I, I think it's such a shame because you can tell that this was him giving it his all. Yeah. That after that, he hasn't really done anything the same. Like somebody um, I work with, uh, Scott Davis from Here You Guys, shout out, um, has pointed out that the the thing he did after Man on the Moon, the thing that. And the documentary he tells says that it completely drained him to go through this entire character's life. Yeah. The, there's also the the thing with the REM music video that he was meant to be there for, but he couldn't because, as far as he was concerned, Andy had was, died. Yeah. The the next thing he did was the Grinch, where he was totally hidden, under yes. makeup. That makes total sense. Yeah. So he didn't have to be, Jim Carrey. Yeah, and then, in the noughties, that's when he started to work less and less often. But he did Eternal Sunshine, which I think is probably my favourite of his films. And probably one it's of the... absolute perfection. I don't have to bolt him, but I think you could say that's one of the best films ever made. Uh, it's yeah, I think so. It's, it's one film. of my favourite films. It's on our website as one of my top ten films. Yeah, it's like, it's... it's Jim Carrey's <sighs> performance in it, it's, it's something else. Like, that could go... I think his performance could easily go toe-to-toe with most, most dramatic performances. Yeah, but again, that utilises the thing of you know this guy's meant to be funny. So him being sad and downtrodden is just the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen. No, I, mean, I think still, in a, in a, just, just don't want to sound pretentious, but in a vacuum can take it completely by itself. His performance is still brilliant. Yeah, because like, it's, like that, it's the scene just with, subtle. And like it's just the genuine. scene where like his dreams are like going away and he's like, no, let me keep this one. And mm. it's like, it's tragic. Oh, that's tragic. tragic. When he's crawling through the sheets yeah. and she's going, getting away. It, it's really amazing, but you can... But that is something that I hadn't taken into account until I really watched this documentary, that it's one performance like that can change your entire life. Yeah. And that he acts, what, once every two years now? Yeah, The barely. last thing he did was The Bad Batch, which even that is quite interesting. His, his Well, his part in it is quite interesting. Because it's mostly silent? Yeah, he doesn't have any lines in it. It's a very physical performance, but it's not him doing physical comedy like he used to. It's not like it, it relies on him looking in a funny way at somebody or yeah. contorting his body. It's just his presence. Is and I don't really know. I, it's very interesting when you see Jim Carrey move into, like, if you move early, like, move into the noughties a bit more, past, like, Bruce Almighty. Mm. 
it seems to be he I don't want to say checked out but I think he's just sick of it if you watch films like Yes Man and stuff like uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins if you will yeah uh, I it, haven't seen Mr. Popper's Penguins I do like Yes Man though. I do like Yes Man but it does sort of feel like he should he should be doing more straight dramas he should be like I want to see I want to see what's coming from his head I, I, I can see... understand that he's probably gone like oh I've done comedy now because it does what? feel like the whole it feels like when we're not ready for Jim Carrey yet. I feel like it's more like the or like like in the nineties and the noughties, people have gone, No, Jim Carrey's funny, we want comedy, he's want to coffee like but he's like, No, I've got so much more to give and it's yeah. like And um this is something that he talked about on when he was on the Norm McDonald's podcast was he wanted to be an impressionist when he was younger because he there was I forget his name, there was this big or was it Rich Little, I think he says. Yeah. This big Canadian impressionist. And then he went to go see a bunch of um impressionists when he was kind of up and coming. Uh, he went to go see a bunch of them in Vegas where they had been performing for 20 odd years and he's like I don't want to do this and I think that it's very obvious now that he once he's done something he doesn't want to run it into the ground so he'll change and do something else like now he's not he's almost given up acting I think he's like a a painter now as well yeah he does art now but the the way that he described it on this podcast was he's cut off his right arm so he can learn to write with his left yeah so that he's just going I I can still act, but I don't want to right now. I want to focus on doing other things. And apparently his art is high value. Like, <laughs> he had a gallery up that they talk about on the podcast. He had a gallery up where to get in the room with the paintings, you had to pay 10 grand. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't decide that, but I was very happy when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think that it's probably it's not for us to talk about his personal life so much. No. That I'm not going to try and get inside his head. But every time I see him, I just fall in love with him. That even when he's doing stuff like Yes Man, which is kind of his lazier stuff, I still think he's incredibly watchable. Yeah, because he's, he's a great on-screen presence. I don't feel like there's not many people like Jim Carrey. It's like, yeah, he really, really commands He can own the screen, screen. yeah. Exactly. Like, what I definitely recommend, though, just to touch on his personal life, I rec- highly recommend anyone listening to this, watch Man on the Moon, mm-hmm. and then watch this documentary. Yes. I'd maybe look into Andy Kaufman a little bit, yeah, what Andy Kaufman's about. Oh, they they, the they, sh- sh- they show bits and bobs of Andy Kaufman in the documentary. in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Towards the end of this documentary, there's sort of in the way he says things, and the, what he says makes me believe that like they put a man on the moon. They did put a man on the moon, but I do think there's something up his sleeve. Okay. I do think Jim Carrey. This that might be the thing keeping himself interested. Is like. Is this just all performance piece? Yeah, I I think like if you've seen the red carpet interview with him recently, where he where was he's at, basically like, Paris Bojack Fashion Ho- Week or something. Where he's basically Bojack Horseman. Yeah, it's kind of when I saw that, I didn't get like I know a lot of people going, oh my god, this is so awkward or anything, but I was like, oh that's that's great. Yeah. What he's doing. So if you haven't seen it, this woman comes up to him as he's walking down the red carpet, uh, something like Paris Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh Jim Carrey, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I was looking for the most meaningless thing I could find. Yeah. And I arrived here. I think that's great. I can. I feel like I knew what he was doing there. Yeah. Watching the 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 way he acted on the Norm Macdonald thing was interesting because every now and then he would go into this physical comedy like he used to do, or just what you kind of know him to do. Like he um, the thing where he he takes a mug full of water, throws it all up in the air, and catches a tiny bit of it in his mouth. <laughs> and he keeps like he knocks a mug off a. T- uh, table makes it look like it was an accident even though it was very obviously intentional yeah. <laughs> it's clear that he's he's probably got I think he's probably got ADD 
Yeah. Probably he's, but you know, it's not for me to say. I, but I think the, the, I, I just want to kind of work out how much of this is real and how much isn't. Yeah. I do think he's going to have a big comeback in a bit. Well, I think he's, he's, he's the biggest mystery since Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Maybe Kanye. Um, that he's what we're all trying to go like, what's going on with him? And it's such a shame that we so rarely get to see him. But I can understand that, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. No. He doesn't need to make more films for us. No, because like, he's got such a great back catalogue and he's... Yeah, like, I... I... It's tough because I want more Jim Carrey, but I don't want to. You don't. You don't want Dumb and Dumber two. Oh yeah, Dumb and Dumber two was rough. <laughs> uh, you know what's a great Jim Carrey sequel? It's Ventura two. Thoroughly enjoyable. But like, kind of hot in these rhinos. Just like hypothetical, but imagine if like, it's completely. I have no insider knowledge at all. Okay. But what would you do if like Jim Carrey shows up as Charles Manson in the new Tarantino film? Ooh. I'd, I'd watch it. But I feel like that's the type of move he needs. I feel like that's the type of thing of, like, a big, meaty, dramatic role of, like... Well, they, they said this, um, Norm asked him on the podcast, he was like, what kind of thing would get you back into making films? Is it drama? Is it comedy? Yeah. Is it horror? And he's like, I'll do anything that seems like it's going to be really interesting, really worth my while. Yeah. And it's going to be something new. And I... Feel oh, cause he he's um, writing a TV show at the moment. There's a TV show oh. out called Out Called I'm Dying Up Here that's about New York comedians. That's it's, interesting. It's, I've heard it's already been on in America. I don't know if it's in the UK at all. Yeah. Um. But I I do think that I hope we get to see more of him. I can understand if we don't. Yeah. And even if we don't, we've got lots of great Jim Carrey stuff to go back and watch. I do think he like. It pains me that he never got recognised at the Oscars for that performance. For Man on the Moon, yeah. Man on the Moon. I don't think he did for the Truman Show either. But that's such a at. great performance in Man on the Moon. And, well, this is why we're watching the Truman Show after we record. <laughs> and but even Eternal Sunshine. That yeah, I was going to so say, I don't think he got anything for Eternal Sunshine, which is such a shame. Um, he's won two Golden Globes, according to the internet. Um, My four. He won for... Man on the Moon and The Truman Show. Golden Globes. But I imagine both of those were as... Were they in the comedy and musical? Um, Man on the Moon was comedy and musical. Truman Show was drama. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was also nominated at the, also at the Golden Globes for The Mask, Liar Liar, The Grinch, and Eternal Sunshine. Hmm. Eternal Sunshine was in comedy or musical. That's complete bullshit. That that's, is complete that's bullshit. That's get-out level of bullshit. That. Uh, he's had a BAFTA nomination for Eternal Sunshine. Which is a shame that he didn't win that. Um, no Oscar stuff on here, That's though. That's fucking travesty. It's such a shame. And, um, yeah, I, it's kind of one of those things of you get frustrated that people almost... <laughs> it sounds bad, but people didn't appreciate what they had. No. Um, I think, to wrap things up, really, really wonderful presence. Mm-hmm. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I, that's all I want. I just want him to be happy. Yeah, I do want him to be happy. I can kind of see that I think Bo Burnham may kind of go this way sometimes. So I can see a comparison between Bo Burnham and Jim Carrey. To be honest, if they made a Jim Carrey biopic, Bo Burnham would be perfect choice to play him. The, the, when I watch stuff like um, like that documentary and like Man on the Moon and um, 
Truman Show, I think of that um, end of that Bo Burnham show where he says, I hope you're happy. Yeah. And I feel he's the type kind of person. He's the type of person who knows it's all bullshit. That he's, all... Yeah, he's lived to make people happy, but nobody really cares about him, yeah. I guess. Um, he's, he's really, really great. I, I hope he does work. I will totally understand if he doesn't want to. I watched... Has he ever directed? Uh, no. I'd like to see... I, I checked on his IMDb essay. He never has. He's written bits and bobs. I'd like to see... I'd like to see... If that'd be... I'd like to see if that'd be an interesting approach for him. If he went into filmmaking. Do you think he would do something serious? Or something comedic? I think he'd do something like Man on the Moon. Something that borders the line of both. Oh, okay. I, I'm just... I'd, whatever he does next, I'm just curious. I'd like... I just want to see what he does. Yes. So long as it doesn't cost us 10 grand to get in his art gallery. Yeah. Unless... Press passes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, um, um, well, to end this, I think we we're should push, pushing an elephant up, 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 um, <laughs> up some stairs. Is that the line? And or is it up a hill? Well, I think we'll find the answers in the great beyond, Henry. Oh, it's R.E.M. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Talk about R.E.M. <laughs> Let's talk about R.E.M. <laughs>